baby. I'm not running around looking for nobody else. I've got one thing on my mind. I already hear the bells. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the star of the show that has that as opening theme. We have him every every episode we have him. His name's Adam Burns. I'm Joe Batance, and this is Throwing Down! Like I said at the top of the show, my name's Joe Batanz, and I host a little show called Throwing Down. Well, I say host, but I can't do this show alone. 50-50 here, Throwing Down. The other person here, the mouse of the South, the mouse from the paper plate house. The one, the, the only... Mouse? The mouse from the paper plate... I don't know. I had a rhyme with house. Or I thought house. it was mouth of the South. You're the mouse of the South, the mouse from the paper plate house. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, Mouse of the South is good, though. The Mouse of the South. Mr. Adam Burns. Hello, Adam Burns. How are you? Hello, Hello Joe. Uh, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, I I just wanted to to mention. Yeah. You know, you were you were quoting lyrics. Yeah. From uh, Geeky Gay yeah, opening Geeky song. Gay. Your award winning. You know, winner of the 2018 2019. Excellence in podcasting awards. Yes, go ahead. You know, actually, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny you say that. I was going to actually beat out cocktails and cream puffs for a nomination, mm-hmm. but I for the podcast awards. But I turned it down. I said, no, let the little let the little people have the nominations. Oh, yeah, well, how could you ever you know, compete with a powerhouse like cocktails and cream puffs? A show that technically is still around, but hasn't released an episode in about two years. So anyway, what I was going to say is everyone seems to get very hung up with the lyrics mm-hmm. to my songs for my podcast. Everyone, yeah. you know, like oh, the the closing show, everyone's like listening. You know, they're putting their ear to the little thing and going, oh, uh, why is it talking about I'm going to kick somebody's ass? Adam never yeah. talks like that. You know, whatever mm-hmm. he's talking about. And then, you know, I get a new opening song and immediately people are like, Daniel's saying, now, what are they saying there? And, you know, Daniel's already mentioned, you know, anyone who doesn't know Daniel, he's another co-host of mine. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things he's like, what are they saying on that, Adam? Like, we had this whole segment where he was trying to pick apart what they were saying. I'm like, why is everybody so concerned? It's not hard to hear what they're saying. Baby, I'm not running around. You're right. Looking for nobody else. He had I've got one. Oh, really? I've got one thing on my mind. I already yeah. hear the bell. It's the, the person is saying, look, I'm not cheating on you. You're the only one for me, right? You're the only yeah. person on my mind. I'm already hearing wedding bells. That's how much I'm into you. Yeah. Daniel could not figure out what they were saying. But anyway, I'm just saying it seems like people are like, you know, so concerned with the lyrics on my song. Well, it's so funny. It's funny. I, yeah. It's funny you say that because I'm so concerned about you. I I said this before. This is not a joke I'm making. You know, I I want to say something right now. You're going to get a boner when I tell you this right now. You because you know it takes that a while. happens a lot less frequently nowadays than it used to. But I'm going to tell you, Adam, you're looking much trimmer today. Thank you. 
And I'm being honest. I'm, I've noticed that you you look significantly thinner. I'm seeing your face thin out. Well, I, I appreciate that. I uh, I have lost 24 pounds. So wow. It's it's slowing down. A, it's slowing down a little bit. But well, maybe um, because you're going Whataburger four times a weekend and, and doing mean, all that. Yeah, it could be. I you know I I, I splurge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the weekends, <laughs> I lost point one pound. Mm-hmm. You lost point one pound. Week. <laughs> so okay. So here's the thing: is I listen to your geeky gay show, and I said this before, like it's the Torah. I'm studying every little thing you say. And actually, the topic I'm going to bring up right now about you, uh, I I brought up to you when I was listening to the text message, but I want to bring it up here on the show. Last week on your show, you were talking about uh, how you got into it with some people on your team or something like that, right? Uh, and... Um, that one of the things, I guess these people live in Southern California or Northern in, in, in the Silicon Valley. I don't know where they live, but you were having a conversation with them and you told them, I've lived, I mean, I've visited all over the world. I've been to the finest restaurants in the world and Rogers, Arkansas <laughs> is a competitor in this world class cuisine that I've had. Right. So before, for, be, now, be, before we go, before uh, yeah. we go any further, I'm, no, though, I'm giving Joe, you a chance. I want to give you a chance to respond. Did I say anything wrong there? No, no, no. But but I but I want to preface what you're about to say by saying, yeah, you had friends that came to my neck of the woods mm-hmm. and told you that they were so surprised mm-hmm. when they got here. Yeah, how nice it was. Mm-hmm. And they were very complimentary yeah. about the area and that it was nothing that you would think about Arkansas being. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They came to the film festival, the Gina Davis the Gina da- the- <laughs> Memorial Film Festival. I've been to a lot of film festivals and there's nothing more competitive there than the Gina yeah, Davis. I mean, you want to win the Gina Davis film? Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. it was sponsored by Gina Davis. Yeah, something. go ahead. Is she from Arkansas? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know how, like, but it doesn't matter. I just want to, you weren't finished, but I want to preface what you're about to say. Now, yeah. Actually, I know you're not even steering towards Arkansas being weird. No. You're steering towards where, <laughs> where we went. No, I'm talking about you. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. And before even, because I already texted Adam about this. The day I was listening to the show, <laughs> texting him, like, I'm, I was very dangerous. I was driving. And, and, and in one hand, it was very illegal what I was doing, but I had to, I had to text him right then. But I want to say, Adam visited me in LA. Yeah, I did. And we probably to- one of the best restaurant burgers we've had was that place you took us. Oh, yeah. And I don't know the name of it, but plan check. We, what was it? Plan oh, yeah. Check. Plan check. Yeah. Yeah. It was super good. Mark yeah. talks about that all the time. But I don't know why this has to do with you going to L.A., but but one thing he told me when he was coming out here is like, I'll eat wherever, except I, I won't will. eat any seafood. So why, why is that you're... such a big deal for everyone? Every restaurant has at least one chicken dish or one vegetarian dish or something. I ever Man, just that I won't eat seafood makes me the pickiest person on the planet, apparently. Mm-hmm. 
So what I'm saying is, how don't you think though that if you're knocking out, you know, one of the major proteins, that that's going to prevent you from being a sort of like uh, a very uh, um, uh, experienced palate? I can't really think of words right now. But don't you think that puts a damper in your ability to to be a gourmand if you are knocking out? Well. Mm-hmm. I first of all, I never said I was a gourmand. I said I had eaten at a lot of restaurants, yeah. and I feel like, based on the restaurants that I've eaten at okay. all over the world, which is sure. true. Yes, great. England, mm-hmm. France, yeah. Cyprus, Germany, mm-hmm. Philippines, yeah, Canada, Mexico, mm-hmm. here, like thirty-eight different states. Mm-hmm. You know, and not like all chain restaurants, like yeah. just you know. Uh, I've eaten at five star restaurants. Mm-hmm. I've eaten at. I've had a seven hundred dollar meal. Yeah, yeah. In San Francisco. Yeah. At a restaurant. I'm San, not. Well, I'm I mean, not. I mean, not. Anyway. So I'm all not, I was saying. I'm not saying that I'm a gourmand. I'm saying I've eaten at a lot of restaurants, okay. and I feel like we have some restaurants here. Yeah. That could be compared. And I'm not even denying. I'm not to denying some of that. the restaurants I've eaten at. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying. Okay. That. Where I want to pick a bone with you. Is on the last episode of Pulling uh-huh. Down, you were like, Mark and I are both vaccinated. Finally, we can now go to a restaurant. Yeah. And instead of going to one of these world class Rogers, Arkansas restaurants, right? Uh-huh. You drove hours to another state to go to the Cheesecake Factory. You know what I'm going to say, Joe? Sure. I've eaten at all these restaurants, but you know what? I have a trash palate. That's just what it is. Look, I like chain restaurants and fast food. Mm -hmm. That that is just my palate. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know what? I'm going to admit it. I'm going to I'm going to live with it. That is my preference. Sure. I sure I love a fine, but you know. And the other thing is. We've been eating restaurants the whole year, but it's all been delivery. Mm -hmm. So all of these restaurants that I'm talking about, we've Mm -hmm. picked up or gotten delivery from, Mm -hmm. and I got a craving for Cheesecake Factory. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, you know what? We're going to go to fucking Cheesecake Factory. So we did. Now, look, there's nothing wrong. It was good, too. To me, there's nothing wrong with Cheesecake Factory after I go to the mall to go buy, you know, something at Prince Plus or things or get something engraved at Things Remembered. Or get my knife sharpened at the, you know, whatever. I don't know. To go to, you know, when I'm always at Victoria's Secret or, you know, whatever. What I'm trying to say yeah, is. Yeah, I like that little negligee you're wearing right actually, now. Actually, what usually it's I go nice. for, I go for the Apple store. Is usually why I'm at the mall. But anyway, that's, I just want to bring that point up. You said you have a depressing topic you want to bring up from the last ep- I know you and I have one, but there was something that came up on a recent episode of Mix Minus. Well, and it's not even depressing. It's just really not funny. So, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I just want to get the word out mm-hmm. to people. You know what? You have a Republican that listens to this very show. Oh, yeah. There, and there's a Republican. He can't even get the the website to work. Uh, and, and we have, so there is a, and I'm, I love mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. And I don't even want to bring up a specific name. Mm-hmm. But there is there is someone that I'm friends with mm-hmm. that 
every time you bring up a Republican or anyone conservative or anything like that, mm-hmm. they will say stuff like this. If one identifies as conservative or Republican in this day and age, then one is indeed an idiot, a moron, a mm-hmm. fucked up shitbag, stupid and or dumb, unequivocally and regardless of one's state of residence. Oh, uh, that anyway, that was unrelated. So anyway, I'm not going to give any names and I love this person, but this is the kind of stuff that this person says. Yeah. And so it really, it really, uh, bothers me and it it bothered me because and this is the kind of deep part it's not that it's sad it's just very deep mm-hmm. so when i was growing up mm-hmm. i grew up in south arkansas with a, a very conservative family mm-hmm. i'm a christian yeah. i believe in god but i'm also gay okay. and i spent my entire life mm-hmm. feeling like i needed to be one version of myself for all of my Christian family and friends, because they would hate me and disown me if I was mm-hmm. anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? When I come out and I go to college and I, you know, whatever, I'll be free. I'll be able to be whoever I want to be. Everyone will love me and accept me and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. And then I meet a lot of gay people who are atheists or have are very liberal. Mm-hmm. And they say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where they're basically like, if you have any conservative leanings at all, fuck you. You're a shit bag. You need, or you know, people I know who've said, if you eat at Chick Fil A, I'm never going to be your friend again, or you mm-hmm. know, anything like that. So then I got the complete opposite of that, and then I felt like, oh, well, I guess around those people, I have to be a different version of myself. Mm-hmm. So now around the Christians, I have to be one version and around the gay people, I have to be a different version and I never can be me because I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, you know, I'm gay, but I also have, you know, and so, and I I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because when I hear people say stuff like that, I think, yeah, but aren't we all humans? And why are you calling somebody a shit bag? Like, and, and that's. That kind of talking is what led me to, oh, well, I never can be truly myself. I have to lie in some way, shape, or form, no matter who I'm hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. See, I, don't, I, not, I, don't, I don't see why you have to do that. I mean, just be you. But, but can you see where that kind of validates, you know, my whole life of like, well, I never can be my true self because well, if I'm, you know, hanging around... But my my question is this. I guess we've never gone here, but this is a safe space. Because what I'm in, what I'm hearing is this and I'll and then I'll, I'll I'll relate to you in a second. But what I'm hearing is when you're around your gay friends, you can relate as a gay person, right? But then you talk to someone like Scott and he is saying it's 100% who it is, right? Well, they're there are two different Scots uh, that I that okay, I know. Not the Seder. Well, actually, both of them. Because yeah. Seder is the one that oh, said yeah. he'll he won't ever be friends with someone if they go to Chick Fil A. Eat at Chick Fil A. Yeah. Somebody and, named yeah. Scott. Anyway, okay. But I love both of them. I love yeah. both Scots. Sure. And I'm going to talk about the other Scott though in a second. So anyway, but 
why can't you be your true self? I'll give you a perfect example with Daniel Brewer, right? Well, now, I mean, I, I try to be like I tell you guys, I believe in God. I but you know all of that kind of stuff, but it it's hard for me. Did Scott because, say if you believe in God, all these things, or just being if you're a conservative? Well, you know, I mean, he calls. Well, you we all know his opinion, but it doesn't matter. Like that, that's it's just that. I personally don't believe you should deal with things that way. I don't think you should say, oh, because someone has XYZ opinion mm-hmm. that they are a worthless piece of shit. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I just don't think we're all humans mm-hmm. and we don't always agree. Yeah. You know? So my next question is, are there certain conservative opinions that you agree with? Oh, well, I, I don't. Well, maybe. I'll but give you I'm a good example. Sure. I I know some gay people who live in certain parts of the country who are very liberal, very liberal, right? And um, they are even as liberal as they are. Uh, they are big gun rights people. They don't believe they. You know, they're super into their guns. You know. Is there something like that? Yeah. Maybe are you are you a Mister Second Amendment or something? Uh, well, probably uh, guns. I'm kind of ambiv- ambivalent about because, um, you know, I've seen all the bad stuff that's happened, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I I I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't really given a lot of thought to that. There are some things I hesitate to even say it because I I don't want to, you know. Again, this is why, this is why, you know, it's like I hesitate to even, there are some things that I just won't bring up mm-hmm. because I don't want either side of the equation to not like me anymore. Do you, you talk know? to Mark about this or does Mark know your opinions? Um, I mean, he and I are probably very similar because mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's, he's Catholic and so yeah. he's pretty conservative. So, uh, but I mean, we, you know, I, I think he knows a lot of it. And I don't think that there's uh, one specific thing. I'm I'm just talking in general. You know, I may there. You know, I don't know. Okay, I'll give you. Well, I don't know. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't want to give. I don't want to give a for instance. This is this is a safe space, Adam. Give a for instance. Uh. No, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) So let me tell you. Let me tell you this. So I grew up in Orange County, California, which is very conservative, but it's conservative in a way that's very different from Southern Arkansas. You know, it's your typical, very California conservative, like a Ronald Reagan conservative, right? Uh, John Wayne conservative, all right? Uh, which also includes some racism, but whatever, okay? Or ignoring the AIDS crisis. Who cares, right? What I'm saying, it's, they, they care more about fiscal. They're fiscally conservative, a little looser on the social stuff. Historically, I don't know if Trump may have just upended all of that. The point I'm making is, growing up in that, in that environment, I was conditioned because all I heard was pro-Republican stuff. And even in high school... When I started to struggle with it, 
when I started to struggle with the conservative versus, because I considered myself a Republican, I remember like being in school and like cheering for, we just thinking Ronald Reagan was the raddest person ever and like, yay, George H.W. Bush and blah, 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 blah. And then I started to struggle with it in, in, in high school. And when I could, I could, I was able to vote when I was a senior in high school. And, uh, I remember I was like, I didn't know who to vote for. And I couldn't see myself voting for a Democrat. I couldn't vote for Bill Clinton. So my compromise was that I voted for Ross Perot. Okay. Now in 96, I was already a liberal. College had changed me and given me more confidence, but I still voted for Bob Dole. Because I felt sorry for him because he was going to lose. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, well, I want to give the old man one vote. But um, but ever since then, I've never voted for a Republican ever again. But, but what I have said is that the people that I know who also grew up in Orange County, Adam Vaught, Democrat, uh, my old friend Jonathan, Democrat, um, we all had this thing. We all agree 100% politically where we are Democrats, but we're very centrist because we grew up with that sort of Republican upbringing and we could see both sides. The other thing I've talked about before is, you know, I started a business in Orange County and I'm going to tell you something, Adam Burns. The reason that business was successful in the early years, 100% of the time, there were these, like, I guess we'll call them like uh, guardian angels, so to speak. And these were hardcore conservative Republicans who saw me being an entrepreneur and wanted to help me. They gave me free office space. They uh, introduced me to people who got me students. They worked very hard. And it's about 10 people total. All of them, we're talking hardcore conservative Republicans. Even this John Arts, I don't know if he's saying anything right now. Is and I know Mike and I used to tease him. He, is, he couldn't figure out the streaming, so uh, he's not talking. Oh, is <laughs> a wonder. But this is being I'm real. I've had coffee with John Arts many times. Is a wonderful, 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 generous human being. So to paint Republicans across the board as these awful people is is insane. Adam Vaught's parents. This is something Adam Vaught and I talk about all the time. Adam Vaught's parents are some of the most generous wonderful, kindest, warmest people you will ever meet in your entire life. They are like the parents you wish you had, okay? And he and I constantly talk about the struggle we have because they're also like Trump-loving, Fox News-watching conservatives. If you ever want to see your his dad go off on a rant, just say Maxine Waters or Nancy Pelosi, and he will go on a rant like nobody's business. Does that make sense? And, yeah, and and look, I and, and it's not just about Republican versus Democrat, and I probably won't vote Republican because there's enough that I disagree with. But I'm just saying, it just bothers me when we blanket write people off because, you know, and, and I feel like. There are times when certain topics come up mm-hmm. and I'm not really sure exactly what I what I feel about it, but sure. I don't feel safe to discuss those mm-hmm. because some of the because if I say anything that goes against either the conservative and or the liberal view, mm-hmm. 
it feels like it's not safe to to explore and to have those discussions. For instance, mm-hmm. I really don't want to say this because I'm going to piss somebody off. Sure. <clears throat> but I, I am still trying to figure out where I stand on trans women playing or trans women and sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very supportive of trans women. But I also feel like, well, do they have any genetic, anything genetically that makes them, that makes them advantages them Mm -hmm. in that situation? And does it make it unfair for the other people that would be on their team? Mm -hmm. But I, I don't want to say that because like, I'm, I'm sure I just lost 50 listeners for us right now because I even, you know, said I, I'm a little confused about that, and I'm not sure what I think. You know? Well, I'm going to tell you something. I know where you're coming from, and in private, I've had the same conversation. But I've worded it a little bit differently. In that I've said, you know, I want to support this. I want to see why this is right. But I'm very uneducated in this, and I would love to meet someone who would educate me in this. I still haven't found that person, but here's what I'll tell you in the little bit that I've read. Is, A, the Republicans are making this into this gigantic topic to distract, when it's actually, like, very, 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 very tiny. Like, whatever state just banned it, I think there's only, like, eight girls, right? Like, in the whole state who would would say this. The other thing and, I, that, and I'm not even saying yeah, that I have yeah, yeah. a stance on no, it. No, you're right. I'm saying yeah. I don't even feel comfortable having that discussion mm-hmm. because immediately when you bring it up, I I feel like, Ugh, you yeah. know, like, oh, my God, like I shouldn't even say that out and, loud. Well, the other know? thing that other thing that I've learned, too, and I know. So I'm still uneducated and I would love to learn more about maybe older trans athletes but what I have learned is that when you start young enough and there are trans kids who take the um, hormone blockers that prevent them from going through puberty so that if they uh, so some of those kids they've never developed into boys does that make sense and what I mean is those very um what would build the muscle and the advantages they never develop because they've been taking these hormone blockers from a young age i can see that and so to me i'm like okay well that seems fair right but i don't know i and so i don't have an opinion because i don't know anything more than that right and that was just an example so my bottom line joe is yeah. part of the i feel like sometimes i'm a little bit when there are those, and I'm not saying that everyone in the world is this way, yeah. but when there are those people in the world who make comments like that and seem very cut and dry and want to write off people mm-hmm. for one thing or the other, yeah, it brings out my inner, oh my God, I've got to hide myself and not mm-hmm. be my real self around people. I've got to be exactly what I think they want me to be mm-hmm. so they don't write me off. And that's all I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I just don't think we should be that way. I think we should all love one another and try to have conversations and figure stuff out. That's it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Well, amen. Very good. Um, okay. Well, there we go. Now you heard my opinion. I feel like, look, Scott is a person who grew up in LA. So he's in as much of a bubble as some of your conservative 
relatives or friends in South Arkansas. So all he knows is this. Two, the motherfucker doesn't leave his house. Okay. Two. Three, and this would horrify him, if you read enough of his posts, he says some pretty cooked out conservative things himself. But he just thinks he's not saying conservative things. But he says things, I'm all, that's not what a, a liberal person says. That's actually what a, a conservative person says. And, but I there, you know, it's not just, I mean, there, there are lots of people who, you know, have a stance and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. they're screw everybody else. You know, yeah. I mean, the, there are lots of people. Yeah. But, yeah. So anyway, so what's that, going on with you, Joe? So the <laughs> other day, okay. Like last week, um, I'm having uh, breakfast with my parents, and they just say kooky ass shit all the fucking time. It's getting to the point now when I have meals, I'm gonna have to start recording what they say because it is so cuckoo bananas that I think people wouldn't believe me. Like, for instance, we were talking about. A cousin of mine, we'll call him Eric, because that's his name, who is gay and has a partner, right? And my parents recently had a party where uh, Eric's mom was there. So I was talking to her, and she and I were catching about Eric, but he has two other brothers. And she would talk about the other brothers, but when I brought up Eric, she'd always change the subject. So at breakfast, I said, you know... I think Lisa has a problem with Eric's sexuality because every time I bring up Eric or his partner or what I've seen on Instagram, she changes the subject. And so we start talking about Eric being gay. Eric is a person who uh, became gay, not late in life, but later than I did, right? I would say probably in his early 30s, late 20s. But you think she has a problem with him being gay but not you? Yes. Well, people are like, well, no, here's what's even crazier. This is what I also brought up. No, here's what I also brought up. They all know you're gay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I also brought up. Her brother is, Lisa's brother is gay and she goes to gay bars with him. Right? Okay. So, so yeah, that's what I thought was so weird. Okay. So, um, so we're chatting about this. And yeah, so Eric, so Eric has two high school age kids. One's actually, you know, actually more than they're both graduated, but you know, he has older kids and he's in his early forties now. Fine. Whatever. So my dad, listen to my dad's, my dad goes, we're talking about him again. He goes, what I don't understand is why Eric is so gay. Cause he was so good looking. And I go, <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, there's so many good-looking gay guys. I, yeah, I don't know what he was talking about. I, I think that my dad believes that only ugly pigs become gay because they can't get a girl. That's legitimately what I think. Also, a.k.a. Not a.k.a. Also, yesterday. All right? Not yesterday. I don't, I'm trying to look up my notes as I'm being distracted. So the other day, we were talking about John Paul, my friend, right? Now, John Paul makes very, 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 very good money. Okay, I'm bringing this up for a reason. And so, um, we were, t- you know, he just bought a house in Palm Springs. He's having it redone. And we were talking about, oh, here's another weird thing. We were talking about, because um, John Paul, this is so weird. 
John Paul's having his bathroom redone at this house in Palm Springs. And he, he and his partner have decided they, they, they told the contractor to completely redo the, apart, the bathroom. They wanted to look like a men's locker room. So they put a men's locker room shower. They're buying lockers, and they're putting in a, a concrete they, sink. Do they have some fantasy? Yes, like, that's, uh, what, you know, I, that's what have. I was saying. I was talking to Jay Ellis today because uh, Jay Ellis invited me to a house in Palm Springs once that looked amazing. It was a beautiful, I mean, house, and the people who had it have impeccable taste. Except they're gay, and there's just like you have this this impeccably decorated house, and then there's just a fucking just dick. Like on the wall, and like, who are these gay guys who are just? They need to see dicks and naked guys all over the place, right? Apparently, I have a porn shower. Uh, but in my defense, it came. We with did it. not design the shower. Yeah. We just chose the house because the shower was here. Oh god, that's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm telling my parents about how John Paul's redecorating the bathroom in that way, and my dad goes, "Do he and his partner like uh, sports?" And I was like, no, I don't think so. And he was like, yeah, water. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Uh, I go, I go, I don't think so. And he goes, I go, why? And he goes, well, why would, why would they want, uh, why would they want, uh, uh, a bathroom, like a shower? That's something like a person who plays sports would like. Why don't you educate it? You should pull out a porn. Oh, I know. Seriously. With, uh, you know, here's Jeff Stryker. And here's yeah. reason. <laughs> And then, so then we're talking about John Paul. Actually, you could kill two birds with one stone because then he would see that guys who are gay are not unattractive. You True. Know? So then, still in the John Paul thing, um, my dad goes, what does John Paul's partner do? I go, he doesn't work. He does nothing. And I was saying, isn't he the one that collects Barbie dolls? Yes, he's the one that collects Barbie dolls. So then, okay. I, I was I was saying... I would I, if I met somebody, and they were because John Paul Evil John does nothing right. If I was dating someone who made as much money as John Paul, and I got to be a house husband, I would fucking clean the house. I would do the errands. I would cook dinner. I would be. I would. I would love to be a housewife. If you're a rich gay, and I break up with Aiden, I will be your. I would love to be a housewife. Right? Go have long I lunches. Could, I could never. Oh, I would love it. I, I could dream. never because you know why? Why? I could never be totally dependent on someone for mm-hmm. my livelihood. Like I have to I have to do that myself. Like what I mean, what if they left me? Mm-hmm. And then I have I don't have a career, I don't have any money in the bank, like I have nothing. No, no, no. no. I have to have my own career. I have to take care of myself. No. I could not I would love that. to be a housewife. I'm telling you, I think I've talked about this on shows. I've had at least serious on my end conversations with Adam Vaught because Adam Vaught's now getting older and he just doesn't want to settle down with a woman. And I'm like, I would 100% marry you and I still sleep with people on the side, right? You sleep with whatever girls you want to sleep with and I would be the housewife. And I am being... Adam, I am being 100% serious. You just want to be taken care of, Joe. No, not even taken care of. You want to financially. No, you want to be. No, I would have this the podcast. I would keep doing Afterthought. Okay. So you'd still have a. But see, that's different because you're saying that John Paul. Mm -hmm. Wait. Evil John. Evil John Mm -hmm. does nothing. Nothing. 
doesn't make any money, doesn't nope. clean the house, nope. doesn't do anything. No, nothing. But you're saying you would do all of that plus keep your job. Yes. So, Adam, Adam, I would not have to give me a, a, an allowance. The podcasting would pay. I would actually be contributing. What, huh? What's the appeal? What, what are you getting out of it then? Being the housewife. I mean, what, like. I don't know. I really want to be a housewife. I am not being I, funny. I am okay. not being, the, I would literally 100% love He comes that. home. You have the, you know, the, the whiskey sour. Yes. You hand him at the door. Yes. He comes in. You hand yes. him the paper. Yes. <laughs> I, I am not being funny. Yes. <laughs> I am 100% not being funny. Put on, put on your pearls. Yeah. Before I am he gets home. I am 100% not being funny. I don't. Which is funny because it's going to ruin the punchline here. Is uh, my mom said she says to me when I well, I don't see the part where I said, but I just said, yeah, Evil John does nothing. I go, I would love to be a housewife, and then she goes, well, maybe if you lost weight, you could date John Paul. And I was like, why do people think of two gay guys that they want to date? But I guess the argument I'm making is that if Evil John want to be his housewife. If Evil so. if if Evil John died and John Paul said. Hey, do you want to be my platonic housewife? I would say yes, a hundred percent. And it's just so you could fill that role. Yes, like, you're you're just like I just want to be. Yes, like you John watch, Paul doesn't you even watch have to Donna man- Reed. Yes. You watch Donna Reed, yes. and you're like, I want that. Yes, what she has. Yes, <laughs> okay. And go for I long, never knew that about you. Go for long lunches with my female friends. Come home, start making dinner. Yes, that would be amazing. I would die very happy. And then I have my podcasting I can still do? Oh, my God. That would be fantastic. So, anyway, uh, those are those stories. Uh, All right, Adam Burns. On that note, uh, oh, you know what I should have brought up? Let me bring this up. I want to go back to the last topic. I had a new story. It was so appropriate in the last uh, thing we just talked about. Do you know about this gay Republican who's entering the Senate race in Arkansas? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I did not. Yeah. His name's Michael Deal, D-E-E-D-E-E-L, right? And he is in Arkansas, uh, a gay Republican, and he's running um, to take over the seat. I don't know if this guy's leaving. Um, is, he, is, uh, the, is John Boozman leaving? I don't know. Anyway. He, he, I mean, I just, I know, yeah, Bozeman, but I, I don't, oh. I don't know. I he, don't keep up with local politics. He wants to get rid of John Bozeman, right? I don't know if he wants because John Bozeman's leaving or he wants to bring him down. And the article was talking about how, you know, Deal is saying he's the real deal, that he wants to take over, uh, you know, you can be Republican and gay, but they're saying that a lot of the things he's saying, sound like a, a gay Democrat, right? But like, he's a Republican, but you know, he's pro LGBTQ rights. He, um, uh, I don't, so I don't know what he, th- this is the article just talking about what he's saying. I'll post it right now, this article in the discord, but what do I you, mean, what would you, would he, you vote for him? Uh, I guess it would depend on his views. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, you know, interesting. That might be the one time I would vote Republican because look here in Arkansas, Mm-hmm. A Democrat is not going to win. Yeah. But if I could get a Republican who's gay and at the very least would support gay rights. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be a good compromise because I'm never going to get a Democrat in the office here. And look, at look, he's kind of twinky. Did you see him? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. 
He very geeky. Yeah, I mean, Twinkie. Maybe you should invite him on the Geeky Gay Show. I well, maybe I don't do interviews. Yeah, no right. interviews, Joe. All right, Adam. On that note, it's time for the cooking segment. Now, I said this on Discord. And I'll say it here. I made a big mistake. You know, we've recently moved our recording time and day, not time, but the day, one day earlier. We're now on Mondays. And and I even called, I texted you, reminded you, like, remember, we're on Mondays. But for some reason, that didn't translate to my brain that I make the dish until, like, late later Sunday. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was going to make it for lunch today, but when I lived them all, it seemed, like, too heavy for a lunch from what I could see. You, you posted your beautiful uh, photographs, and so did uh, listener Drew Brooks. So it looked too I was heavy. Trying to compete. I was trying to compete because all of your photos have been magazine, like Bon Appetit magazine worthy. They sure. could have taken your photo and mm-hmm. put it on the cover. Sure. You know, the past couple of times. And yeah. I thought, I've got to up my game. Yeah. We'll I'm still not sure. You'll probably post something. It'll be like food mm-hmm. styled mm-hmm. and, you know. Well, we'll have to find out. But the I'm going to make I'm make it on Wednesday. But um, my question to you is so so. But we can do it this way because here's my first question. I'm glad maybe it's time to go that I didn't get it because I want to hear the name of the recipe. Is oh by the way, did the did the cookbook arrive yet? I don't think so. Oh, no, no. I think I think that they think they said estimated the twentieth. Anyway, um, my question to you is. I mean, the name is Oh My God Chicken. They don't say this, do they? But I'm assuming because people, it's so good. People say, Oh My God, when they eat it. Before you say anything, did anybody in your household, including you, say, Oh My God? No. <gasps> Interesting. No. And in fact, tell me about the recipe. Did, did you like it or? Um, You know, it was, it was good. But I'm going to say the amount of work. Oh, it's a lot of work. That went in the amount of step. It took me about two hours. Okay. To uh, to cook this thing, and uh, the amount of steps and work that was in it to the reward, the mm-hmm. ROI, yeah. the return on investment on yeah. it, uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. Would I cook it again? Mm, maybe not, mm-hmm. because uh, I just felt like. I wanted to say, oh, my God, with the amount of work that I put in, yeah. and I didn't. What's the flavor so, profile like? What does it taste? Because there's bacon, and there's parsley, and there's all kinds of things going on there. What's the flavor profile? And then, do you eat the roasted garlic? Because you randomly roast garlic. Do you eat that? Do you taste a strong garlic flavor in the chicken? You actually don't. I, I didn't really get a, a strong garlic flavor, Um flavor profile gosh it, i mean it's rich drew brooks is saying so you you get a very i mean the sauce is very um gravy like okay so it has a and and then you do get now i did not have it calls for whole clove okay and i did not have whole cloves okay and so i i just used ground clove seems reasonable so, substitution <clears throat> So it was a, it was a, you, you got a, a clovey, kind of warmy, clovey flavor. I just don't know if I had more of a clove because I put the ground versus, cause yeah. in the one that you put the whole one in, you remove it. Oh, you know. okay. All right. Um, so I'm not really sure. And then you put olives in at the end and lemon juice. And so I got a very tangy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to describe. It's like a gravy that's 
like a, a mixture of garlic, clove, and then some tanginess from some lemon and olives. And I did eat the garlic and the garlic was good. All of it was good. And then the bacon adds, you really want to crisp up the bacon. It adds crunchiness. Now, there was a question in, and look, it was good. But they oversell it by calling it, oh my God, chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just took me a long time. So I was like, well, I don't know. You know, would I make this again? You know, I really wanted it to wow me. Mm-hmm. But what I what I did do that I would do again if I mm-hmm. if I were to make this again. Mm-hmm. So Drew Brooks uh, in the chat room is talking about, he said, mine looks great because I had crispy chicken skin. So Mm -hmm. the recipe tells you to spend all this time browning the skin of the chicken. Mm -hmm. But then you dump a bunch of stuff in a Dutch oven and put the lid on it and cook it for another, depending on what cut of chicken it is, you cook it from anywhere from like half an hour to an hour more with the lid on. And so I'm like, well, the chicken's going to get completely rubbery with the mm-hmm. lid on. Like, what? why am I even bothering to brown the skin and, mm-hmm. like, get any crisp? Now, they just probably wanted the flavor from the brown, you know. Yeah. But, but I'm thinking, you know, this is looking really crisp. So actually what I did mm-hmm. is because I had spent so much time lovingly getting this brown skin is mm-hmm. I actually removed the skin. Mm-hmm. And I put the chicken thighs in there, put the lid on, but I did not put the skin with it. Okay. Okay. But then I thought, you know, I want to get them even more crispy than that. Okay. So I so I found a recipe online that you could use an air fryer. Okay. So I actually took the chicken skins and put them in an air fryer for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then when I pulled everything out and I plated it, I just put the chicken skin. I kind of propped yeah, it up I saw to that. have a little, I saw yeah, that. to have a little crispy chicken skin with it. I thought, oh, how chefy! <laughs> Gonna do that, and it was good. I, I would do that again. They, mm-hmm. There was a recipe where you can do your chicken skins in the mm-hmm. oven, but it takes I don't know, like an hour, and you have to sandwich them between two. Um, mm-hmm. cookie sheets. Yeah. And I didn't have an hour and I thought, I wonder if I can do this in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. And I found a recipe for it. Anyway, well, they were good. They so, were good. so let me ask you this question. Okay. This is the, the question I ask every single time. What did Mark think? Well, I specifically asked him cause you always ask that. And he said, it was good. I mean, that's always his response. Yeah. Uh-huh. The only one he's actually volunteered, oh my God, I liked this. I know which one. Was. Which one? That Japanese beef one with the rice. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was a guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Japanese beef with the, it had a lemon, a very lemon yeah. forward mm-hmm. um, sauce on it. The ponzu and, sauce. Uh, and, and basically, it, he really likes adobo. That's a Filipino a Filipino uh-huh. dish. Yeah. And it's very vinegary. Mm-hmm. And so he really, and he loves Japanese food. So mm-hmm. he really liked the, the Japanese beef because it yeah. tasted like adobo and was Japanese. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I we mean, it was good. Go ahead. Look, do it. You tell me. You tell me. But I'm saying it's good. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I didn't go. Oh my god! You yeah. know, that's all I'm saying. So for those of you listening, go to the Discord uh, on probably Wednesday evening. I'll post photos and I'll put an audio thing where I'll put my own little audio recording of what I felt about making it and what in relation to what Adam said. But but Adam, now I know you don't have the recipe book, but you but we're but we're pulling from both I, lost recipe books. 
I forgot. And because you said you hadn't cooked it yet, I I don't have anything around me. All right. Then here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. I'm sorry. Here's what we'll do. Then here's what we'll do. I will pick another one. And since you don't have the book yet, I'm going to actually pull from... It's the same company. Same okay. everything. Same publisher. But in their magazine... And let me wait till I come back to the microphone. In their... In their magazine, they have these sort of quick uh, recipes that you can make. And uh, I will choose one of those because at least it's the same company. All right. And uh, I am going to... And I, wanna, and I still want to ch- stick with something. Oh, this looks so good, but I know you would not eat this. Because I'm so picky. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you a choice. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. They're not gonna be very points friendly. Oh, you know what? I okay, can, hit I, me. No, I can pick one that's very points friendly. I've already made it, but um, but my parents actually just asked me to make it again, so I'll make I, it again. By the way, I reposted the picture in the chat room because the other one I posted yesterday, and mm-hmm. it's so far up now. So anyone that's in the chat room right now or listening to this. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you want something point-friendly or not point-friendly? It doesn't matter. I I consider this a cheap meal at this point, anyway. Well, this next... I actually made this one, and my parents loved it, and they actually just asked me to make it again. I'm going to show you that on the camera. It's skirt steak with tomato corn and brown rice salad. Oh, that looks good. It is. It's very, very good. Do you want Should we do this one, then? It looks good. Yeah, yeah. All I, right. I would be interested. So let's do this. We'll do skirt steak with tomato corn and brown rice salad. I've already made it. I will tell you, on the back, it says that uh, it takes 50 minutes. And I'm going to tell you something. Usually those are wrong. It literally almost took me exactly 50 minutes to the left, to the number. So, I can also use a rice cooker yeah. for the rice. Oh, you know so. what? I'm going to tell you something. Having made this, because um, the recipe will be like, oh, you got to do this with the rice. You can make, I'll be honest with you, because they want you to serve it cold. You can make the rice the day before or something like that or earlier and let it cool because you serve it cold in the salad. Um, all right, and that actually – that will cut your time down by 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I pretty much only ever use a rice cooker now because – for rice because it's so easy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. We're going to have – I'll post this recipe in the um, Discord with the picture and uh, that's what we will make for next time. And then uh, and then you'll have your book by then. It's going to get there. On the, by, by the way, that was everyone doesn't know this. I went to go buy Adam the book last week. It's out of stock. They don't make it anymore. It's out of print. Uh, the best lost. So if you can get a cop, you know what's funny though, Adam. It's so funny. Just don't get scared, everybody. It's out of print, but because out of print, it's actually cheaper. So I was like, oh wow, just save money. The the copy I bought you was only nine dollars. I think the thing read the other one retails for like twenty or something. So, I think that's usually the way it is for books, though, especially like a recipe book. You know, yeah. I mean, once it's used, no, this, this isn't—it's not a used book; it's a brand new book. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, everyone. Well, that—that's uh, the cooking segment. All right, now, Adam, uh, I know what the other topic is. Do you want me to bring it up, or do you want to talk about it? I mean, I can bring it up. I okay. like I call I uh, called you the other day because occasionally I will I will try to get your opinion, like I do on this show. Mm-hmm. This is again not a funny topic at all, um, or lighthearted. 
But uh, my ex, um, after we were together, well, I assume, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I assume so, um, tested positive. Okay. For COVID? For HIV. Okay. And uh, he is he is very dramatic person. Okay. Very and he was he was very manipulative and abusive and and lots of things. Okay. Now he did a lot of soul searching and whatever. Maybe he's better. Maybe he's a wonderful person now. I don't mm-hmm. know. But it wasn't a very good relationship. Yeah. And several times, and I basically moved Arkansas to get away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, my family's there. I'm going to start over, mm-hmm. you know? Left that famous and, uh, choir you were in? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you know, and I had a good job offer here and everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't everything. But um, so he he had emailed me several times over the course of, I mean, we've been apart for 10 years now or something. Mm-hmm. And when he first found out, he emailed me and he was just like, oh, I'm going to die tomorrow. You know, yeah. whatever. I, it's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's very aggressive. I'm, I'm going to die. I'm, you know, he's very, and I, I would just feel so bad and feel like, oh, I need to help him. And you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It just, yeah, horrible. I remember you and I were friends then and you were struggling with it then. Yeah. And so then, you know, five years later, mm-hmm. he emails me again and says, well, I've got prostate cancer from this and I'm <gasps> oh, dying tomorrow. It- or whatever, some oh, kind of I, no. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, go ahead. No, this was this was like five years ago. So he emails me and says, "Oh, you know, I've I've got this thing. I've got cancer, and it's going to kill me." All right. So I go through it again. You know, just like, oh, what do I say to him? Like, how do I? How am I supportive? Like all this stuff. But I mean, this is look. I want. I did not want him in my life anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, because I mean, it was a horrible. I, I, ho- I hope he – well, he's probably not, but I wish he had a great life, find someone else, all that. But mm-hmm. we did not work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just – it was not good. Mm-hmm. But I tried to be supportive, whatever. So then he emails me last week and says, I have developed a life-ending complication. I need to talk to you immediately. Uh, tell your boyfriend it's just a phone call. Or whatever. Like, why would Mark care if I talked to him anyway? <laughs> I know. I mean, he says that. And so I was, I'm struggling. I mean, I was struggling. Should I even respond? Because I do not want this person in my life anymore. And yet they're telling you that they're dying. You know, but I don't, I don't want him. In, like, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to, like, like, it's over. Like, we're not together. I'm with someone else. I've, I've moved on. I do not want him to die. Mm-hmm. But I've heard this. This is the third time I've heard he's dying now. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I, I was just, I messaged you to say, well, you know, what should I do with this? Because it just seems like a roller coaster. Like it never ends. Like he, every time he email, anytime I get an email from him, mm-hmm. I know it's going to say he's dying. I mean, you know, like, it, and then, but then I think, oh my God, but, but what if I see the obituaries next week and he really did die? Mm-hmm. Wait, you know? Wait, 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 hold on for a second. <laughs> I don't know. Well, wait, wait, say, wait. Are, do you regularly read obituaries? No. Okay. Two, do you read obituaries <laughs> from where he lives? No. Okay. Go on. I'm just saying, what if someone that was a friend of both of ours, yeah. you know, randomly messages me on Facebook and says, oh, by the way, you know, he died yesterday. 
um, thought you might want to know. You know, and then I'm like, oh my god, I didn't respond to the email. I'm such a horrible person. You know, you know what's so funny is in the world of headlines. You know, the New York Post is very famous for their headlines. And I think when Ike Turner died, and I thought about this when you're talking about Maddie's email. When Ike Turner died, I think they wrote, they single-handedly wrote the greatest headline I've ever seen in my entire life. When Ike Turner died, the headline was, Ike Turner beats Tina to death. And it made me think of you with Maddie. Ugh. Anyway, that was it. I, there's not much of a story. I mean, that's no, no, there it. is. So, a, so, so you did because the last I heard, I you, I gave you my advice, and uh, yeah. I I consulted with some people. I consulted with the producers, but the final decision was mine, and I gave you some advice. And the advice was to email him back and say, pretty much, I'm praying for you. I hope you're well, but I think you know we've said everything we have to say. No, I'm not going to email him back. Okay, that's fine. That's your prerogative as well. I decided, you know what? I've been there, done that. I've been supportive. There's no more for me to give. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no, so I'm just going to block the email address and hope that I don't hear in a couple of weeks from someone saying, you know, he died and then I'll feel guilty probably. But, Mm -hmm. but I, I just like, I, I can't, I look, I don't want anyone to die. And, you know, I loved him, Mm -hmm. but, it's over, you know, I mean, it's been over for 10 years and, and I wasn't treated well and I forgave him, but I shouldn't be punished by having to deal with, you know, I, it's not my responsibility anymore. So, so um, Drew Brooks says that sad. I would probably ghost him. I'm going to tell you something. I think, uh, I think Maddie's going to ghost you first. <laughs> now, People might be going, Joe, what a horrible human being you are. You're making these jokes. And you don't know, and I know, the horror show that this human being put you through. Um, One of the most uh, famous stories in gay podcasting history is the famous last episode of the Adam and Maddie show. Uh, Horrible. Yeah, where... Now, let me ask you this question. You guys were doing the Adam and Maddie show. Why did he get angry to begin with? Uh, so we had a couple of twinks over that someone was friends with. And because it was our 100th episode, they were going to get naked or something. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we tried to be like the Howard Stern of gay podcasting, sure, basically. Sure, And I, they were going to get naked or something while we were recording our podcast. And they one of them spilled a drink. Okay. And, that, and that's he made he flew off the handle. Yeah. Okay. That that was literally it. So then somebody so, spilled a drink. Somebody spilled a drink, and so they go. Oh, so he's getting mad. So Adam goes, "We gotta go," or something like that. But they don't realize that they're still on the air, and yeah. uh, he loses his shit on you, right? Were the twinks yeah. still there? Were the twinks still there? No, he kicked them out. He kicked <gasps> everybody out. Okay. Um, I was. trying to calm him down and I said you know it's no big deal they didn't mean you know whatever and then he got mad at me because I was he said I was supporting them and not him Mm -hmm. and I and he started pulling things off the wall and throwing them like 
just destroying the apartment, basically. And and the police were mad. called. The police were called. And you, you had no idea this was going on the air. People were listening live. No, and, I didn't know. I, yeah. I called 911. Oh, you're the one that called 911. Okay, so yeah. you called 911. And what do you say to them? Uh, I said my boyfriend or partner, I don't know what I called him, is drunk. And he's, uh, you know, gotten really angry. And he's destroying the apartment. And I'm not afraid for myself because he never hurt me like ever, ever. Like that was I wasn't afraid of that. But I was like, I, look, you know, he's destroying the apartment and I'm the one that pay for it. And I need somebody to come out. And because I'm I haven't been able to get him under control. Yeah. And, and I don't uh, know what the landlord's going to think of me. I'm not going to get my deposit back. Yeah, he's probably going to think I'm a crazy, it. horrible person. You're like this. And the operator was like. Uh, sir, you, you realize that uh, there's other important things besides uh, whether you get your deposit back or what or what the landlord thinks of you. Well, it was I know, to the level what, of calling the police. What, what, what are the neighbors going to think? They probably think I'm the one throwing the dish. Uh, sir, we're going to send the police over. What's the police officer going to think? He's going to think I'm throwing the dishes. Can you tell the police officer it's not me? Well, and I knew because he had... Um, one other night when he had gotten drunk, mm-hmm. um, I drove a, I drove a convertible at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one other night he had gotten drunk and got mad at me. And this was around the same stage of, of our life. And again, he never hurt me, mm-hmm. but he got mad at me and he went out, slashed all four of my tires and my roof on my car. And uh, this was a different event. So what was I was that worried about? what he was going to do. I guess huh? my question is, why didn't you listen? Why didn't I listen? I don't okay. No. What What did you do that day that made him that angry? I don't even know. I he was. I don't even know. Uh, he was drunk, and uh, so I said something, or I, I don't even know. And has he overcome his alcohol demon? Has he overcome that illness? I believe so. He. Uh, so <clears throat> when the when the hundredth episode, or ninth episode, this was the hundredth episode, but I never aired that one. Or I never put it on the podcast feed. Um, after that one, um, he went to, he went to jail. Oh, he did. Um, they took him. Yeah. They took him to jail. Uh-huh. Um, they said, well, you know, do you feel safe with him here? And I said, no. <gasps> and they took him to jail. I said, he's drunk. I'm not going to be able to get him under control. So he spent the night in jail. <sighs> and, uh, when he got home, and so when he got home, what does he say to you? No, I, I, I left. <gasps> I, I went and stayed with friends. You had friends? So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I went and stayed with friends and, uh, and then, yeah, it was a bad time. I, I, I would, I was eating lunch and dinner at my office. I, I actually bought food and put it in my drawer at my office and then I would just go sleep at my friend's house. And yeah, it was not a good time, and that's part of the reason I decided to. But no, but but that move, but, Ar- move back to Arkansas. Yeah, but that's also the reason why I feel safe in saying horrible jokes about him. And and there've been other stories too. He was not a good person. Um, he he had anger issues. Yeah. There was one sure. time, and I don't know if you knew this was filmed, Adam. I saw a video where he took your genitals and put them in his mouth over and over again. <laughs> And you were moaning, and so you were in such pain. You were like, I know. "You were like, I know, oh, right? uh, uh. that's how much he was hurting you, shoving your genitals in his mouth." I know, horrible. I know. Oh, we were together eight years. There were there were good moments as well. Mm-hmm. 
but uh but it didn't end well and i look i'm just like he look he had he was an alcoholic mm-hmm. or is an alcoholic and no but i was gonna say he immediately started to going to aa as soon as he got out of prison okay so as far as you know as far yeah. as you know he he's sober <laughs> I don't know. That's not funny, but it just sounds funny. No, like, no, but no, oh, but immediately you're giving, after he got out of prison, he started going to AA. But I yeah, guess. but somebody might think that's kind of cold-hearted of you not to respond. But there's a history, and you have to take care of yourself first, and that's what's important. That's are the you, way I feel. Are you going to go to his funeral? No. All right. Very good. No. I will make sure that I part of my it. life's over. I will send his obituary to you. Okay, thank you. Um, all right. Well, you know, uh, I guarantee you, mm-hmm. I'll get an email in five years. Yeah, he'll say I didn't die, but I am dying now. He's gonna go to your funeral and be like, Adam, how dare you? I was supposed to die first. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna be in heaven, and you're gonna see God's like. There's a guy on Earth saying, "Manny, Maddie." He says he wants you to pray for him because he's gonna die. But does, he does, why is this? Because Adam, you know, when you died, you were married to a woman. Like when you were like 78, you got married exactly. to a woman. Yeah. So you know, that, that's the only reason I let you into heaven. Why is this? Uh, it's funny that the marriage license is yeah. only an hour before your death. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. What a coincidence. You really, yeah. You got in in the nick of time there, Adam. Anyway. Uh, so why don't we end on that? Because that's a sad note is, is I wouldn't call what I just discovered a fetish. You know, but a, a few months ago, a couple months ago, I don't know when, I was talking to this Taylor the Latte Boy on uh, my show, Drag Race Recap, and I was remembering a time that I went to the Abbey with Evan Ayers, former co-host of the show, and we went to go watch Drag Race, and we ordered a bunch of appetizers. It was it was happy hour. You know, happy hour appetizers are usually like these small little tapas plates. You can might give you like. You know, two taquitos or something like that. So we also yeah. ordered the nachos. But when they brought the nachos out, everything else, they brought the other items out, like the two sliders and stuff like that, you know. But the 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 nacho plate was like a giant. They had two people carrying it, you know, and like a mariachi band in front of it. And, like they, and it was so embarrassing, right? And so I told this story and Taylor had said, it was laughing. He said, they probably thought you were a feeder. Right? And that Evan was your boy. And at the time, I didn't know what that was. I had never heard of this fetish. Right? Yeah. I never heard of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know about this feeding fetish? Yeah. I mean, a lot, yeah, they have, uh, so usually there's some guy, mm-hmm. usually some, you know, mm-hmm. middle aged to older gentleman. Mm-hmm. who has a girlfriend and or a boyfriend mm-hmm. or a wife or husband and mm-hmm. they're at home and they're usually too big to to get up and do anything so they're laying in bed mm-hmm. oh it, it gets to that and, extreme yeah yeah and and they go out and this the partner goes mm-hmm. out and buys them dozens of donuts mm-hmm. and you know, dozens of Whataburgers mm-hmm. and just, you know, gallons of milk and, yeah. you know, boxes of cereal for mm-hmm. breakfast. And yeah. and they get off on watching them eat. How many points are those? What, donuts? Anyway, <laughs> the, 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 here's the deal. Is, is I looked it up and I, Aiden and I were talking. because we were. T- I'm going to Seattle in um, 
uh, a week from tomorrow. And what's funny, Adam Burns, is this show will be the first show that I, you're going to get the full Seattle report on this show oh, next time wow. we do a show. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, uh, I, I was talking to Aiden and, 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 and talking about the food and how much we're going to eat and all, I'm going to eat all the Seattle food. And, um, I, that reminded me of that story. I looked it up and I go, oh, I never heard of this. And he and I started talking and I was thinking about how I wouldn't get any sort of sexual arousal out of this, but I think it would be so cute. Like if Aiden and I lived together, cause you know, Aiden's trim, he's like a twink, you know, used to be a swimmer, a lifeguard and stuff like that. He has like a, a lean build. I think it'd be so cute. If from like October through New Year's Eve, I just like he got like kind of chunky off my food, and then we would lose the weight, and it would be like this yo-yo thing <laughs> where we would lose the weight off of it. But uh, yeah, like if he just like, wouldn't that be so cute? What do you think of that? Do you think Mark oh, gets so cute? Well, you'd you'd be living your housewife dream. Yeah, that you know what that I mean, that you could be a feeder and no. a housewife all at the same Adam time. Burns. That you're right. That I think they go hand in hand. I think they do. I think I want to like take care of someone and feed them, and it's so cute. And if someone gets chubby off your food, that means that they really liked your cooking. I think I'd be really into that. But see the problem the problem with that, Joe, yeah. is you seem to only be into twinks. Okay. So I feel like once he got chunky, you'd be on to the next twink. I'm gonna tell you something. I think I think but, it's a very fair thing that you said, and I'm gonna say something right now that it either will surprise people or not surprise people. Aiden and I have been off and on with this thing for nearly three years. Okay. And uh I Really, 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 really have a deep emotional connection to him. I love him. I don't, and so it's at the stage now. I don't care how old he is. I don't care how he looks. I don't care if he's fat. I don't care if he's a twink anymore. I love him for who he is. I think he's an incredible human being. And I think I'm very lucky that I found someone like him. The only thing I'm unlucky is I wish he wasn't so much younger than I was. Joe, why are you winking? Because it's a lie. Like, why do you, why do you? It's a lie. Why do you keep winking? I'm winking because my whole plot is on the side. I will still be dating twinks. Oh. Now, Adam, you know, I feel badly because we're running out of time. We didn't talk about the fact that when you, speaking of twinks, we, we, we buried the lead here. You should have opened up with the old man that you paid to have pee on you. I wasn't going to tell any more of that. Did I say that on the show? I don't even remember now. That was how we closed the show. Was there any other oh, yeah. weird, embarrassing thing that you... Was that the only one? What, what? Do we have to end shows with some embarrassing bit of my life every time? Is that is that what you're saying? I don't know. Is there, is there Joe, anything else? It's, it's only ever been pee. It's never been anything else. Thank you for listening to Throwing Down with Adam and Joe. Follow Adam Burns on Twitter at GeekyGayTV. You can also email Adam Burns at adamburns.uk at gmail.com or visit his website at geekygay.com. You can follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Throwing Down is an Afterthought Media podcast.